friends, welcome to the Ransomed Heart Podcast. John Eldridge here uh, in the first week of the new year. Happy New Year. With Morgan Snyder, Alan Arnold, just chatting about uh, a new year and, and how to approach a new year and, and maybe some thoughts about what it looks like to uh, get God early into the year. Hmm. <laughs> get God early. Or uh, or the whitewater just kind of sweeps you down, you know? Yeah. So, well, I was I was just in a conversation last week with a buddy, and he's an avid reader, and he made the offhand comment, "Yeah, I, I don't know what story I want to start, but I want to find one for the beginning of the year that's a really good one." And God just spoke to me in that moment and said, "Alan, what story do you want to start in the new year? Not not a book to read." But your story, mm-hmm. like what do you, mm-hmm. what are you wanting and longing for in this coming year? And let's talk about that together mm-hmm. because it's going to be a there's going to be a story next year, mm-hmm. 2017, the year we're in. Yeah, what do you want it to be? Yeah, and it just was a great reminder for me. And we're recording this a few weeks before yeah, exactly. the first of January. Right. But what do I want this year to be, and how do I do it and approach it? Dream about it. Journal it anticipate it with God. Yeah, that's good. What do you guys do historically, traditionally, what do you do to consecrate a new year? Like how do you how do you approach that just on a real practical level? Well, John, on a real practical level, because our kids are getting a little older, nine and twelve, we include them and we actually just do that. I mean, we circle up as a family at some point and and that bar is pretty low some years because it's the chaos of life. But I mean, I remember last year we had this sacred moment. We ended up doing it in the minivan, right? The four of us <laughs> consecrated the year because that was the slot because the year was kind of getting momentum. It was already happening. It was happening. And, and I say that a little bit um, shamed because I wish it were yeah. more yeah. sanctimonious. Yeah. But last year it was in the minivan yeah. and we just paused and we pulled over and we said, God, we give you this year. And we had the mm. kids name it. What do we mean by that? What is it mm. of ourselves and our life mm. that we need to bring back under the rule and reign of his kingdom? And one of the really joyful things is then we did ask God for words and say, God, what do you want to say to us? What And give each of us a word yes. for the year. Yes. And then we took those words and we put them on the refrigerator because we wanted to have them in front of us nice. every day nice. as, as a very low bar, simple mm. guiding light. Um, and, and just, I think as I share that, I'm just mindful of um, keeping the bar low mm-hmm. and, and not giving up on it rather than setting a high bar that just simply doesn't get yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know I know some very efficient people who take a weekend, right, away oh, every that it year. Could be so. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you start feeling like a schmuck because they do this every year. They get a weekend away and they go through their yeah. calendar together, and it's very, you know, they're very on top of things. And every time I hear that story, I'm like, dang, you know, like yeah. set a low bar, yes, just so you don't miss the opportunity to do it. Do do you guys do that as a family? Do you like consecrate your year, Alan? Yeah, we do. And and we have three kids and and to try to keep it like Morgan said on a conversational and and a level that they can enter in. The big thing for us is we always try to keep it relational. Relational meaning 
with God. So the question isn't, um, hey, what's your favorite thing you want to do this year? And what's the trip we want to take initially as much as, what do you think God has for you mm-hmm. this year? What do you mm-hmm. what do you really want mm-hmm. to experience? Or and you know that it can only happen with God. Mm-hmm. And it and so for Kelly and me, but but for the kids, it invites us into mm-hmm. a year of relationship. Mm-hmm. And then as they speak things, we do record it or write it down. We have a big chalkboard, huge chalkboard on the wall in our family room, and we write those things down. And it's a great way then, it's like a compass that you can, that points true north. And so throughout the year, Mm. well, have you seen this yet? No, not yet. Okay, well, gosh, be expecting. I wonder what God's going to do. And so it makes it, not just for kids, but for us as sons and daughters, for Kelly and me as a son and daughter, expectant on what is God inviting us into and how do we do it with Him more than just a list of items that we want to check off as they happen or achieve in the year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Stace and I started, um, first it was just the two of us mm-hmm. um, when the kids were, were really young. And and um, and now that we're empty nesters, we're back to, you know, just start with the two of you. Mm-hmm. Or if you're single, you know, you just do this for yourself. Jesus, I consecrate my year to you. Like we're talking about an actual prayer of dedication, mm-hmm. a, a, a an act of consecration. Because when you when you consecrate something— to him, you are doing something amazing by moving it into his kingdom and yes. under his rule. Otherwise, the world just kind of gets to have it. Right. You know, I mean, right. this the, the momentum of things, the culture, your work environment, and and of course the thief, you know, will do all they can to sort of take your year in whatever direction they want to take it. So, like step one is Jesus, I consecrate my year to you or we consecrate our year and then as your kids get older you can kind of invite them into that and hey let's let's consecrate our year to Jesus let's bring it all under his rule um and then for us we we did that for for several years um became a regular practice and then we realized that the next step for us was consecrate the calendar mm-hmm. Like, like we realized we had to get real specific, like yeah. consecrate your calendar to Jesus because the devil's in the details, right? It's down in the, in the decisions that get made. Oh, sure. Uh, we have a saying in our house that we now say with, with a smile and a smirk on our face is like a warning. Everything's possible in three months. <laughs> of course we of course we can yeah. have your family in three months. I, I, absolutely they can come this summer. You bet. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Hang on. Did you ask God about mm. that? You know, oh, of course we can take on that that new thing that the church wants us to be a part of. We can we can teach that class. Mm-hmm. We can do that's not a big deal. Because three months from now, everything feels possible, right? You, you're not in it. Yeah. And you don't remember what your workload's going to be like, yes. what exhaustion is like. You, you, know, you just have no idea, yes. right? So we've begun to just consecrate our calendar. Mm. Jesus, come and rule over the decisions that we make for our calendar through the year. Like, come and reign in that. We yes. give you jurisdiction. We give you, you know, kingship over that. John, one of the things that's just worth naming as you're sharing that that I've observed in your life is you're you're assuming a posture of 
being willing to hear from God something different than your agenda. Yes. And I've just observed that in you over time and in our, our fellowship of trying to cultivate a habit of consent, yes. a, a habit yes. that is trained to say, God, I think this is what is good mm-hmm. for you, but you know better than me. And so mm. you, we we pray, we consecrate, and it gives us a posture of listening. It's a, you know, like Solomon asked for a wise and discerning heart, but it, the, the true root of that word from what I understand uh, in the Hebrew is a God listening heart. Mm. It's a posture mm. of God. Uh, is this what you have? How do you want to redirect? Mm-hmm. I give you permission, God, to remove things from my calendar, right? Yeah. And I mean, as you share that, I just, I I yeah. feel That's the good. resistance that rises up in me that says, I'll pray, but am I willing to let God remove things or even add mm-hmm. things? Yep. Yes. Yep. That's really good. And uh, Kelly's dad, he asked me, challenged me last year. We were talking about just, hey, what do you have planned for the new year? And I was telling him, and he's a really wise man. And he paused after about 10 minutes and said, wow, man, your schedule's really full. I hope there's time for God to mm. show up and redirect as he wants. And a lot of those things were on the calendar because I felt God's invitation in, but it was a really good heart check of, yeah, I my schedule is not my schedule. And so we can we can plan things as men walking with God and even then we need to leave time in the day because the biggest thing may be the thing that we don't think we have time for in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, a friend walks into our office mm-hmm. and says, "I need some time." And the old me didn't have that kind yes. of time. Like that would throw the whole day off. And that was actually God's biggest invitation that day. So mm-hmm. I think that's really big. Um, John, I wanted to ask you, because until I started reading your books a long time ago, I had this was a I'd never thought of this, which was God often has a theme for our new year, mm-hmm. a new season. Yep. And that goes unexamined in so many Christians' lives, mm-hmm. like just to see it in that way. So how mm-hmm. do you at the beginning of a year how do you listen for that or discern mm-hmm. that or or step into that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let me let me first uh, share, as I was even driving in today uh, to the outpost, knowing we're going to be recording, I was praying. And, and um, you all know that 2016 has been a very, 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 very hard year for us. It ransomed hard and 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 then in a lot of our personal lives, we we have some staff going through some very hard things um, personally and 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 Craig and and the other things that happened to us as a, as a team this past year and and there's this sense of okay okay you know 2017 is going to be different mm. and I had to catch myself and go Jesus I don't know that January is the shift mm. when is the shift like like even you know bringing my own set of expectations you know, look January first is frankly just a day. Yes. Yeah. It's just a day on a calendar. Yeah. Like um the the seasons and the movements of God in your year, there may be a big shift coming in March. Yeah. There may be a big shift coming in July, you know, and we can kind of pin it all on the quote new year. Right. Um so even just that, yes. just saying, God, just guide me, you know, guide me in my expectations, guide me in my interpretation of these things. Cause most of us, we we had a staff time here. Uh, before Christmas at, at, at Ransomed Heart, and 
you know, there were several staff just saying, man, I am really looking forward to 2016 mm. being in my rear view mirror. You know, it was kind of the expression. And frankly, there was a little check in me of, ah, I hope so. Like, just because it's January doesn't necessarily mean you've stepped into the new thing. You've got to, you have to walk with God. You have to say, God, what do you have for mm -hmm. me? Where are we now? Interpret this, yes. you know? Um, yeah, John, I think it's, that, that really helps name another piece to your question of what is it that you do at the beginning of a year. Um, for our family, one of the things we've sensed is that God will give us these kind of kingdom mantras, these statements that we keep ever before us that help us find our way back into his kingdom as we kind of stray. And one of them that we've really adopted um, daily lately is we say, uh, live in the day and measure in the decade live in the day and measure in the decade, mm. that we have learned that much of what happens in the kingdom mm. of God, mm. like modeled in nature, happens rather slowly over time. And I'm aware that there is a seduction of putting pressure on a year when, when we're living and preparing for eternity. And a decade is a much kinder and truer measurement, if there's a measurement at all. Especially any personal change mm. like i'm just hearing the, the incredible kindness of that if, if you would yes if you would allow that folks yes when you are evaluating your personal change yes whether it's the healing you know in a particular area that you've been seeking or it's breakthrough in you know your your diet your eating breakthrough in your exercise breakthrough in the way that you handle money and better financial planning or just anything, yes. you know, all those areas that um, either internal restoration or just trying to kind of organize our world. Yeah. Like that is such a, it, frankly, it's just more true. Yes. You know, I want like even, even, you know, just the process of recovering, you know, from a loss like Craig, you know, there's just so many Christians that just want to, and you know, they just want to snap their fingers and say, you guys are better, right? You're good. You know, you're moving on. Right. And, and you go, wait, 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 you know, like be kind to yourself. The kind of changes that you want to yeah. see in your life, mm -hmm. if you were to measure them over years and not months, um, would be much kinder. But but back to your question, Alan, um, I didn't want to leave that unaddressed. I kind of got, I got off on another thought about timing, but I think God does have a theme over a year for us. And I think he will speak that theme and, and sometimes it's simply a word like mercy um, or love. Um, and and, and it, it ends up being an orienting thing. And like, like you guys put yours on the fridge, I, I tape mine on a little three-by-five card to my computer. And I also try and put it at the front of my journal. You know, if I'm yes. starting a new journal, I'll put it there so I see it a lot yeah. to remind me. And it's... Um, you know, somewhere in January, and again, take the pressure off. I don't, I don't always get to this on January first. I might not get to it till February fifteenth. Okay, yeah. so just kindness and grace, but just to ask God, God, what are you speaking over mm -hmm. the year? What are you speaking mm -hmm. over the year? What do you have a word for me? Do you have a theme? Is there yeah. something that that we're working on together? And last year for two thousand sixteen. And I never share these until they're over. One of the words he spoke was my kingdom. And I'm like, huh, well, what does that mean? <laughs> and, and you don't necessarily know, gang, mm, what it's yeah. going to mean when he speaks it. 
you don't necessarily know what it means for months, but you just go ahead and go, okay, all right, God, thank you, your kingdom. Yep, I'm going to agree with that. And, and then one of the things that ended up happening in 2016 for me was I ended up writing a book about the coming kingdom of God and, yeah. and the restoration of all things that that comes out in, in September of this year. And, and like, yeah, my year ended up being hugely a thinking about the kingdom mm-hmm. of God and thinking about what, what does that look like when it comes in its fullness. And um, so I didn't understand the word when it was spoken, yes. but as the year went on, it ended up having a number of applications in our lives. Well, and two things that you just said that I think are key for people, for me, for us. One is it's actually kind of good when you hear the word or the theme and don't understand it because you know there's something bigger than you at play. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's yeah. like a father giving a son, a daughter a gift, and they don't fully realize all the implications or exactly yep. they get to experience it with him. Yeah. So we're not saying gang that what you need to do is come up with a word you hope the year is about. <laughs> this is this is a word from God to you yes. that you can unpack with him. Yes. And then to to John's point about writing it down. That's so key because like the God of the universe gives me a word or a theme, and I find by April, I'm like, what was that yes. theme again? If I don't keep it in front of me. And you'd think that would be tattooed on you know, your arm so that you couldn't forget, but the enemy does try to steal that. And so I think to keep that in front of you and be expecting is huge. And, and, and let me admit, let me admit, almost every single year, the richness of that word finally becomes apparent to me about November. It's good. And and it's not like I'm surfing this thing all year yes. long, right? And it's just, woo, you know, yep, living in joy this year or living in wisdom or whatever the word, you know. Um, a lot of times I don't I don't realize the full richness of it. And and the beauty of it is, and then I'm disappointed to be moving into a new one. Mm. And I think that's a good condition, yes. right? Like yes. I'm in a place where I'm like, ooh, ooh, let's not leave that yet. You, you've really just begun to unpack that for me or, or I've just begun to tune into you unpacking it for me, you know, around November and I know a new one's coming. And I think that's a sweet thing. That's a good yeah, sign. Like, is. okay, okay. Like I, I, I get it. I want it. Yeah. Yeah, I recall, John, because I hear you saying it has a lot more to do with an orientation of your soul than hinging it on outcomes. I yes. remember one year, God gave you that word, my love. And yes. as I just observed what you had to go through that year, mm. it would have been dangerous to hinge that on outcomes. But I saw yes. that again and again, that word yes. mm-hmm. caused you to orient to, okay, God, this is where you are blessing. This mm-hmm. is where you're bringing your kingdom when I orient towards your love. Mm-hmm. Receive my love. Yeah, right. Yeah, So, and that's back to that, what did you call it? Consent? Is that the word you mm-hmm. used? Um, like a posture of consent? Yes. You know, we were talking about that with our calendar, mm-hmm. but now we're talking about it in terms of even the theme of the year. Yeah. Alan's point being, it's not the word you hope, Yes. The year is, you know, like I could say, I want this next year to be just a year of peace. You know, I just want peace. And, um, but I can't fill in that script. That's not consent. Totally. That's not consent as I listen, right? I, even to hear the new word, to hear the theme of the year, that takes consent of like, God, oh, you can speak anything over this year you want to. Yes. 
Well, in your book, Walking with God, it's it's so key to understand conversational intimacy with the Father. Yeah. And as you're listening for the year and as you're consecrating the year, mm-hmm. it has to hinge on intimacy with mm-hmm. him. Yes. Because otherwise it's just a to-do item yeah. on a list, a long list for the year. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, guys, he even gives hints of the year or the season, like about a month ago, I was in a meeting with some friends offsite, and we were talking about if we do a few things a year. And as they were talking about them, I couldn't really get that excited about it. So I'm in intimacy asking God, as I'm sitting with these two people, why am I not, what's going on, God? And I heard him say, well, this is, what they're talking about is almost a year off. You're not going to be with doing this at that time. I've got something different. Yes. Well, that wasn't my own thought. That yes. wasn't. And so it's taking those things, watching God in the rhythm and asking mm. him and leaning into him. And I think those even foreshadow mm. some future seasons so that when he gives you the word or the theme, the some of the other pieces have already been there. Yes. Like a good father would with a son or daughter. Mm-hmm. So gang, um, really simple stuff we're, we're recommending here in the first week of 2017, one idea is, is the idea of consecrating your year. And if you're single, you you do that in some time alone with God. If you're uh, in a relationship, you do that together. If you have kids, you do that with them if they're if they're old enough to understand and, and embrace that. Do it as a family. Consecrate your year. Like Jesus, we give you our year. We we dedicate this year to you and to the kingdom of God. We bring our year under the rule of Christ, we bring our year into the operation of the kingdom of God, and we we sanctify mm-hmm. it in that way. And 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 I'm not suggesting a quick little prayer that's like a 30 second. Yeah, so Jesus, we give you the year. <laughs> I'm like, that's not gonna quite get it done. Like, I mean, you linger with this a little bit, you know, pray into a little bit. Like, yeah, you know, keep 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 consecrating, keep bringing it into. It. Let it let this be something you do earnestly, and then. Uh, you've heard us talking about maybe getting a word over the year um, or, or a set of words or a description or something from God, a phrase. And Snyder's put it on the refrigerator and Arnold's write it on a chalkboard in their family room. And I tape it to my computer, you know, um, listening for a word, listening for a theme. And then even the idea of consecrate your calendar. You know, there are, there are things that you think you're going to do. <laughs> They're th- oh, no. Oh, no. This is the year. We're taking that trip, you know, that we've always wanted to take. Well, you got. We want to give Jesus jurisdiction over your calendar and, and let him guide and lead and even redirect things. Uh, this, this trip that Stacey and I are taking to Ireland at the end of the month, frankly, makes no sense uh, right now. It's going to be a busy couple months for us. And but we prayed, and Jesus says, "Oh yes, oh, oh, this is what I have for you, absolutely." So you you can be surprised in both directions. Yes. You know, He's got good things for you that mm-hmm. you don't think fit into your year, mm-hmm. and and He's like, "No, no, no, listen to me. I, I I do have this for you, and you have other things that that you think are either obligations. Oh no, we always do that. We always go to the lake with your parents. Well, you." You might want to ask Jesus about that, you know, the consecrating your calendar. And mm-hmm. I think even just those three things, just those those three simple steps here, the beginning of a year could do could do a lot of good for you. So we wanted to share that here. 
first week of 17. Welcome to the new year. We sure look forward to tracking with you and the podcast here. We've got a, we've got a lot of really neat podcasts planned for the year. And also we've got great events going on at Ransomed Heart. Our boot camps are captivating, are intensive. We've got some great new resources coming out. So you've got a new book coming out. Yeah, right? I got a new book coming out in September that you're just gonna flip over. It's so it's so hopeful. So lots of things. We just look forward to walking, walking together with you as we walk with God. You've been listening to the Ransom Part podcast with Morgan Snyder, Alan Arnold, and John Eldridge. <laughs>